The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Sounds of the Anteater Kingdom on 88.9 FM KUCI in Irvine. morning. My name's Shane Burke. You're listening to Tech Talk here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Uh, today, our topic is MySQL or, or just SQL, however you want to uh, kind of think of it. Um, SQL stands for Structured Query Language, in case you have never heard that term before. Uh, just to kind of give you an idea. Um, so I... This is uh, going to be our last topic that we talk about as far as programming goes. And then we'll be getting into um, other things, other uh, very interesting topics, such as, uh, uh, you know, performance and security and uh, having our interviews and stuff like that. So let's just get started right away today. Um so uh, I'm just going to kind of start off with the syntax. Um, SQL is not case sensitive, so uh, I I have a s- specific way that I prefer to write my queries, my SQL queries, um, just because it helps me kind of uh, see what I'm actually doing and and uh, understand what the query is saying. Um, and basically the way I do that is I capitalize all of the um, MySQL uh, keywords. Um, but it's not a requirement. It, it, it has no um, impact on whether you, uh, on how your query will actually execute. It just um, uh, makes it easier to read it as a human. So uh, that's, that's how I prefer to do it. And I'll kind of... Uh, in my first example, I'll explain when I capitalize things, and any additional keywords that we come across today, I'll um, also explain when I would capitalize those. Uh, additionally, I've got written down here that SEO keywords um, are all caps, and the table, column, and the values are all um, written as they appear in the database. Now, that's actually important. I believe um, you can't, uh, you know, you can't reference a certain table um, and have a different capitalization. For example, I believe that uh, it's case sensitive there, um, but I, I, I believe that's right. Um, so, but obviously, even if that isn't the case, it, it's a good habit to get into. Uh, just so you kind of know where where you're directly specifying where things are coming from and uh, it just it's a good practice to have um, also I recommend that you use semicolons at the end of each statement uh, some databases require it others don't um, so I would just get in the habit of doing that I always do that um, it's also important for security, and these are things that we'll talk about later, but um, if you allow multiple, it's best to only allow one um, SQL statement in all of your, uh, in all of your uh, statements, in all of your, like your code. Um, So I definitely recommend that you uh, stick to semicolons, that way you're clearly defining when um, your queries start and end, and uh, you can prevent possible attacks, um, what we call SQL injection attacks, where people actually will try to, um, in, in like a web form, they'll actually enter some of this code, some SQL. And uh, if you allow multiple queries to be executed in one call to the database from your application, uh, from your PHP, then... Uh, Someone could completely delete a table, for example, or something like that. So uh, 
again, these are things that we'll probably talk about in, in much more depth in the future, but uh, I just wanted to let you know uh, that it's a good idea to use semicolons at the end of each statement. So let's just get right into one of these keywords. The first one is select, and these are called select statements. It's a whole class of um, databases, and this is basically kind of like the... This is basically when you think of um, a database, this is the sort of uh, function that you typically associate with it. This is retrieving data from a database. Um, so basically the, the basic syntax for a select is the word select, all in capitals, followed by, um, in, in SQL, everything is separated by spaces. So I'm just going to say... Um, uh, the whole um, query, but just know that you separate everything by spaces and uh, and it's basically like you're writing a sentence. So SQL is actually very easy to grasp. It's probably the easiest thing that we've encountered so far besides maybe HTML. Um, so you're going to pick it up very easily and uh, uh, have a lot of fun with it because this is really where uh, dynamic websites come from is, is this database layer. Okay, so... Um, the basic syntax of a select statement is the word select, all in caps, then your column names as they appear in your database. Um, and also, I'm just going to say in the future that um, uh, for all my future examples, I'm just going to say call instead of column names because it's kind of long. So um, just be aware of that. And uh, you can have multiple column names. So uh, all you have to do to get multiple column names is... is create a, a comma-separated list of uh, whatever columns that you want to retrieve. Um, and then you write the keyword from, so that's in all caps, and then the table name, which in the future I'll just be calling table. And uh, that is also written as it would appear in the database. So basically what we're saying is go into this table um, and select these columns. So that kind of makes sense. It's basically English. Select columns from the table. Uh, and that's basically all there is to it. Pretty easy. Um, so this is basically re going to return values from the specified columns for every row of the table. Uh, so to, And you can also limit the result set by certain criteria. Um, uh, but in order to do that, you have to use another keyword, which is called where. So uh, let me just go into an example of, of one you would use where. So you've, again, you start out with select, all capitals, then call. And if you want multiple columns, then you'd have a comma-separated list of columns. Um, one thing I should also say is that you can also use an asterisk there, and that will retrieve all of the columns. Uh, but it's best not to... It, um, specify all the columns, because if you're not going to use all the columns, there's no point in wasting that bandwidth. Uh, so anyway, you've got select columns from, another keyword, all caps, table, okay, written as it is in the, in the database, and then we've got where, which is all caps, again, because it's a MySQL keyword. Uh, again, a column name, some operator, um, and I'm going to say what all the operators you can use there are, and then um, the operator value. Uh, so let me just... Uh, so basically, um, uh, one of the operators that you can use is an equal sign. So let me just kind of explain this with the equal sign so it makes more sense. You've got select column from table where column equals some value. So um, that basically makes sense. It's saying get this column from this table where... Either the same column is equal to some value or a different column is equal to some value. And uh, that's kind of like what I'm using to limit this, this uh, select query. Um, one thing to note is that all of your, if you have a text operator value after, after the equal sign, for example, then it has to be quoted. And just like in HTML, I use single quotes for, for my SQL. Um, uh, that's because we're going to be generating these queries typically inside of PHP, and in PHP we use 
double quotes. So to avoid that whole escaping, escaping thing where we have to use backslashes to escape a double quote, we can just use single quotes and not have to worry about that. Um, there's other advantages to that. Uh, some of them have to do with security, but I'm not going to discuss those because we're, we're just kind of understanding the basics of MySQL today. Um, so what are, what are these other operators that we've got? We've got the equal sign, which is a single equal sign. It's not, um, like in PHP, how a single equal sign was actually assigning a value. The, um, single e equal sign in databases is, um, it, how we traditionally understand equal. It's, uh, uh, kind of like the, the Boolean, Boolean value when we were using double, um, equal signs in PHP. Um, you've got not equal, which you can use um, either the exclamation point and equal sign, so just as we did in PHP, or you can use a less than sign and a greater than sign, uh, kind of right next to each other. So that's basically saying, um, well, obviously uh, that mathematically and logically would mean that it's not equal. If you have something that's greater than and also less than, then uh, it can't be equal to that. Um, okay, so, and then we've got, again, greater than uh, on its own, and that's the greater than sign. Less than, less than sign. Greater than and equal to, so uh, it's basically written the way you say it. Um, so it would be the greater than sign followed by an equal sign. Less than or equal to, less than sign followed by an equal sign. And then we've got these um, keywords that I'm going to explain a little bit uh, later on. Uh, those are between, like, and in. Um, between is basically, instead of um, saying, uh, you know, using the same column name and then uh, applying some mathematical value to it, so, for example, I, I could basically do the same thing that between is doing by saying um, the column is less than some value and then the column is greater than some value. Uh, so, basically, it's, it's between allows us to get to a range of values without um, kind of repeating the same log logic twice. It, it, it's just a very common thing. Um, that you'll need to do is find a value between two values. So um, they've created its own keyword. Um, and I'll explain the syntax of how you use between a little bit later. Then we've got like. So like is, um, it allows you to do pattern searching. So this would be really great for things like, uh, um, if you're doing like an auto-suggest feature on your website, and you want to um, look for everything in the database that starts with whatever the user has typed, well then you could use a like clause in your uh, SQL statement. And again, I'll explain exactly how that all works uh, in a second. Um, then it looks like we've got uh, the in. And the in is basically a list of possible values. So it's basically... Um, kind of like between again, it's instead of uh, saying using um, a column name and an equal sign a whole bunch of times in a row, um, you can use an in statement and uh, reduce the number of times you have uh, that equality statement. So it, it, again, it's just a syntax that is a very common thing that people need to do in SQL and. Uh, uh, so they've created it, it, its own keyword um, and syntax, too, I guess. Um, so it's basically, uh, really, you need to make sure that uh, there's no ranges involved in in. It, it, it's only applying to specific values that you're looking for. So if you have multiple values that you need to, uh, to find, then you would use an in statement. Uh... I've got written here that you could also use the keyword distinct to only show unique values once. Um, and I've got an example here of how, how you actually do that. So I uh, kind of like to go back to our original example 
our just our basic select statement, you could do select um, all caps again, distinct uh, again all caps because that's a, a keyword that we've got here, followed by the column, the column names, uh, followed by the keyword from all caps, and then the table name. So basically, what we're saying is select distinct columns from a table. So it's going to only find the columns that actually uh, um, it, it, it's going to find since we don't have a where clause, it's going to find every single row. It's going to return only the columns that we want it to, that we specified in the column list uh, between the select and the from keywords. And um, if there's duplicate values, it's only going to return one instance of that value. Um, typically, the way that select statement would run is it just would return every single row in the whole database since we don't have a where clause to kind of limit it. So the distinct operator is kind of acting as the where. Uh, it's kind of uh, limiting that query. Um, and then, so we've also got two keyword operators. So those are AND and OR. So again, we would write these in caps. Um, and I've got written here, this is pretty self-explanatory. It, it's logical. But the AND keyword is more selective. So it's saying that two conditions have to be true. Um, the OR operator is less selective. It's saying that only one of them has to be true, but one of them must. Uh, so that's pretty logical, but sometimes when you're writing a very long query, it's easy to forget that. Um, I know that sounds really kind of stupid, but I've definitely found myself in places where I'm saying, is that logically right? Uh, just because some, <laughs> some of the queries that you write are just very uh, complex. Um, I've got written here that you can also use parentheses. So I didn't really use an example for that, uh, for the and and the or. I'm going to kind of use it combining the parentheses. So this is a more complex example, but um, because and and or are, you know, SQL is very, it's just English. So um, it's pretty easy to understand. So I don't feel bad kind of jumping into a more advanced example to explain and and or. Um, so I'm just going to jump in with the parentheses. And it all makes sense. So um, this example, um, I start with a select again, all caps, followed by, uh, here I've actually got written down some fake table names. So I've got address, or actually column. So that's the address column from persons. Uh, that's the name of my table, where L name, so last name, is equal to, and in single parentheses, I've got mouse, and, so all caps, here's, here's our um, conditional statement here. Uh, so we've got the keyword and, all caps, followed by, in parentheses, uh, not curly braces, just regular parentheses, F name, so first name, is equal to mini, in single quotes, or, keyword, all caps, F name, is equal to, in single quotes, Mickey. Um, and then, of course, you follow that whole statement um, with the semicolon. Uh, the semicolon would go outside of the parentheses, by the way. That's logical, but I just want to make sure uh, that you understood that. So, basically what I'm saying is get me the addresses from the persons table where the last name is Mouse and the first name is either Mickey or Minnie. So, um, in other words, I would, uh, when I actually ran this query, I would get uh, two, two rows. I would get the one, assuming I had these names in my database, I would get the one where the name is Mickey Mouse, and I would get the one where the name is Minnie Mouse. Um, so that's pretty self-explanatory, but it, it's a nice way to understand, to see how you can actually use and and or uh, conditionals inside uh, operators, I mean, it, um, and parentheses to kind of uh, 
create your own logic um, in these queries. So that that's a very useful tool that you can uh, uh, use in the future. Um, now I've got, I've got listed here another kind of keyword, but it's two keywords, and that is order by. And this is how you actually sort a result set. Now this is um, definitely uh, pretty cool. Uh, let's see, I've got... I'm just going to jump right into the actual syntax and how this works. So you've got select, again, keyword caps, um, column name, from, keyword caps, a table name, order by, column name, and then you can have ASC, ascending, or DESC, descending. Those are both caps, by the way, too. Those are keywords. So basically, um, this is self-explanatory. We're saying um, select uh, this column from the table and sort um, by this column, either uh, going from A to Z or Z to A, uh, how, however you specify with ascending or descending. Um, so that's pretty self-explanatory. There's um, one thing that I want to talk about, which is another keyword. It's called limit. And you can use limit followed by the number of rows you want, uh, followed by the number of rows you want to have actually have appear. So it's a way to shorten the result set um, and this is obviously a great way that you can create pages for your website, um, like uh, paginated uh, search results, like they do on Google and, and all that. Um, so, uh, there's something else I wanted to say. Uh, oh, yes. Um, so basically, limit... I think is important to use because it allows you to actually stop the result set from continuing. Um, typically what would happen when you run one of these things is uh, you'll get an entire query if you don't use the limit clause. So uh, you'll be getting, like, let's say, a thousand records, and if you only want to display, um, let's say, ten on one page, and you're going to be doing pagination, it doesn't make sense to return a thousand rows. And um, one, of the, one of the things that can happen is if the user actually goes on to the next page, then you have to rerun the same query twice. So you're actually um, returning a result set with a thousand rows that, and you're only using ten of them, and um, uh, that's very wasteful. Uh, and you're also calling to the to the server twice to make such a large query, and most of it's just junk. Most of it's useless that you're not going to use. So make sure that you're using the limit clause. Um, that would go after the order by. So it's just a limit and then a number. No quotes there. Um, and, and obviously after that you would have your semicolon. So make sure that you're using limit. If you want to provide pagination, like if you look on Google, Google will have, um, it only shows like 10 pages. So, you know, you could, let's say you only did five pages. Um, well, then you could do a limit of 50 or if, if you want to know whether there were like uh, more than five pages then you could do like 51 so if you did have 51 results in your set then um, you knew that you would have to have a next button so you could go on to like page six um, and then you're only throwing away one uh, um, how do you say this one uh, one um, row that you're not going to use uh, because you've got five pages displayed um, you've got the next button to go on to pages five or six to ten and you've got um, you're only going to throw away 40 for that whole result um, 
to display the first page. So that's and and 50 is not as wasteful, you know, throwing away 40 of 50 I guess 41 if you're doing limit 51. Um throwing away 41 is not as bad as throwing away, let's see, if we only want to display display 10, then you've got 990 that you're going to be throwing away. If your whole result set had um uh, uh uh, a thousand values in it. So uh, make sure that you're using limit. It's a great way to kind of improve performance and uh, it, it makes a difference. Um, and again, you can use that with ordered by. So, um, you know, you can r have things in alphabetical order or numerical order, however you want it. Um, MySQL smart that way, it will actually order things. If it's a number column, then it will number things based on increasing or decreasing numbers based on whether you use ascending or descending keywords, or it can also do um, alphabetically, uh, the way we normally would think of, of alphabetiz alphabetization. Um, okay, now I'm going to actually talk about those conditionals that I didn't really explain, um, like, between, and in. Uh, so the first example I have here is like. So uh, the way you use like is you'll you'll have a select statement so you'll say select column from table where column like and so instead of an equal sign we're using the keyword like so that's caps and then um our pattern in parenthesis or in um single quotes and then end that whole thing with a semicolon um so your pattern can have numbers letters whatever uh, they can be uppercase, lowercase. It's however they are going to appear in the database. Um, but inside of your pattern, you can also have these special, um, what we call wild cards. So let me explain those. You've got the, per the percent sign, which is um, basically zero or more characters. So if I said um, uh, inside of my single quotes after the like, um, capital A parentheses, then I could return something that um, only has, like, one of my records could be capital A only, or it could be capital um, A and then the rest of the word for anaconda, for example. It could be anything as long, as long as it starts with an A. So that's what the percent sign would do. An underscore, on the other hand, would say basically any single character so it's a wild card for any characters, and these can be numbers as well. So um, I could say A underscore D inside of my single quotes for this like statement, and um, that would basically be saying, give me any word that starts with A, has one letter between it or a number, and ends with D. And let's say I'm doing it all lowercase. So I could get the word and um, as long as my row um, actually started with the word and. Um, okay, well, I can't actually think of any other words that start with an A and end with a D <laughs> um, besides and. Um, but, you know, you get the idea. I, um, so I could combine these two. I could say inside of my pattern um, A... Uh, capital A, so I'll be specific, capital A, underscore, lowercase n, followed by the percent sign. So that could all be in my, my pattern. And that would return anything that starts with the capital A. Remember, this is not pattern. It's Since I'm starting with a letter, it's actually my, um, the pattern that I, the uh, value in the row that I'm actually trying to match has to start with A. Um, so... It would have to be a word that starts with A, has some other word in it, uh, then has a D as the third letter, and then it can have any number of letters after it or no letters. So um, what would match that? Well, the word and with the A capitalized and everything else lowercase would match. Or I guess you could have a, the, the N capitalized too. Um, what else would match? Uh, the word Android would also match. Uh, so... That's kind of a neat way to kind of get that going. Um, 
I could also use, I don't have to start the letter. I could use um, a percent side before and after. So um, I'd be getting, uh, you know, let's say I just wanted some word that has the phrase cat in it. So, uh, um, well, I'm studying for the MCAT now, so that <laughs> that makes sense. So uh, MCAT would fit that. Um, it doesn't start with the word cat, and it doesn't have anything after it, but that's po perfectly valid if I was uh, separating, if I had a uh, cat in between two, X, uh, two percent signs. Uh, so I think that's pretty clear. Um, you can also specify a character list. So the way you do that is you use square brackets. So I could say, um, and basically when you do that, it's saying any single character that's in that character list. So, for an example, I could say um, uh, dollar sign uh, C, uh, opening, closing brackets, and inside those I could have um, N or uh, um, A, and then close uh, close the brackets, and then um, I think that's all I'll do. So basically I would I would be matching um I think I said percent sign first. So it could be anything that it can start with any letter. So something that would fit that or no letters. My second one was um C or N. So um it could be cat. Uh actually no that doesn't work. Or MCAT, or it could be uh, N. What was the word I was thinking? Oh, Android was the word I was thinking of. So it it, it could be, a, um, it can start with anything, and it could have um, either N or C as a second, or as one of the characters in it. Um, so that's, um, I think, pretty useful for things like uh, spell check. Um, you know, you can kind of, it, it would take some analysis because I, I don't know too much about people's spelling behavior, but I'm sure a lot of people confuse like E's and maybe an I or something like that. Um, so, you know, you could, uh, for commonly misspelled words, you could say, well, maybe they meant I, and you could say, well, did you mean this? Because this has a lot of search results. Um, so that's one way you could use that. Um, and then there's also, you can actually um, use a character list and say, make sure that the result set doesn't have one of these characters in it. So you, um, the way you do that, again, you've got square brackets, and you can use either the caret, um, which is shift six on your keyboard. I don't know what that symbol's called. Followed by any character, so it's saying, if I said, had A and B, um, after that caret, then it, my query would basically be saying, Give me any anything that doesn't have an A or an a B or a B in it. Um, and then um, I could also replace the caret with a um, exclamation point. So that that's kind of the way that we're more familiar with it. That caret comes from something called regular expressions, which we're not going to get into. Um, so that's basically where it comes from. And if you want to understand those, then you can uh, check those out. Kind of Google it, and you'll—I'm sure you'll get some good sources. Um, so now I've got how to use the in statement or the in operator. Um, so the example I have here is select column from table where um, uh, column in, and then in single in parentheses a comma separate the list of values. And then, of course, you would end that query with a semicolon. So your comma-separated list of values, um, if you have text values, then obviously they need to be single-quoted. Uh, if you have numeric values, they don't need to be quoted. And that's the case for all numeric values. I don't think I said that. But you don't need to quote numeric values. Uh, so that's pretty self-explanatory. It's saying um, everything in that list, it, it's basically saying... Uh, Treat these as if uh, um, any one of these values is all right. Get me anything with one of these values. 
Uh, so it's basically a bunch of equal signs and or statements. It's a short way to write it, though. Uh, so it's not, if you needed everything in that list, then you would have to use ands. You couldn't use the in, uh, I believe. I don't think there's a shortcut for that. Um, and then I also have an example here of how you use between. So again, it's select call from table where call between value 1 and the keyword and, so caps, value 2. Again, between is a, is a keyword, um, so that'd be caps. So you can kind of see now how we're combining uh, the keywords for select and from and where. Those are the things that you're basically always going to be using unless you want to return every value from uh, the table. Uh, so those are basically standard things, standard keywords that you need to use in your select statements. And then you can use these operators after it. Um, and again, the in is basically kind of acting as an operator, so that's nice. The between is also acting as an operator. Um, it's basically like saying uh, greater than and less than in a word, so that's nice. Okay, so now we're kind of getting into a new topic, and this is the topic of aliases. Um, so an alias is basically a... Think of it kind of like a variable in PHP. Uh, it's a short way to uh, reference a certain value. In this case, the value is a table name. So um, um, an example would be select alias.column from table as alias where alias.column is equal to the value. Okay, so now this is kind of different because we're using a dot syntax. Um, so hopefully you noticed that I said, after the from statement, I said table as alias. So basically I'm saying, instead of using the actual word for table, I'm going to be using this word alias. And this is typically a very short representation of the name of the table. So you could instead, if you had a table called table one, you could just use the number one after the as. Um, again, as is a keyword, so it would be capitalized. Um, so it's basically um, a short way to do it. So um, after the select statement where I said alias.column, I would actually be using one.column. So um, um, and then after the where clause, I'm using one.com and not alias.com. That's just kind of like a, a way to uh, explain the syntax. Um, I think it will make more sense after we discuss our next topic. Uh, because right now it doesn't seem very useful. Unless you have a really, really long table name. Uh, it doesn't make sense why you have to specify the table name with a dot after before the column name for for all those things. And it gets into something called joins. So that's what we're going to talk about next. So I'm going to discuss it, and um, we're going to talk about multiple table joins, and we'll be using this dot syntax and um, the aliases, the, the keyword as, to kind of um, understand all of this. So give it a second. Um... Uh, so, our next topic is basically joins. So, and, and the major question you need to ask yourself is, what if you need data from multiple tables? Well, this is the case where you would use a join. For the most part, what we've been, well, entirely, what we've been doing before is just retrieving information from one table. Uh, so, joins require something called a primary key and a foreign key in tables uh, that are being joined and uh, just as we saw in that previous example with the aliases you must use the dot syntax to indicate what table a column com comes from um, uh, so that's the way I'm going to be explaining this in all of the examples uh, so there's these specific types of joins but they're 
less restrictive. And then I'm going to end with the most restrictive one and the most the one that makes the most sense and the one that you're going to use most often. Uh, so it seems kind of backwards, but uh, I think logic, uh, well, maybe it's not logical, but it seems like a good way to do it to me. Uh, so the first one I want to talk about is a full join. And the way you would do this is you, is you would say select column from table one, full join. So those are keywords. Those are all um, caps, and there's a space between the word full and join. Table two, on, keyword on, so all caps. Table one, key, equals table two, key. Um, so, uh, basically, I, I'd be saying, um, uh, in place of, uh, okay, so, like I said before, we'd be using the dot syntax here. So, let's say the column that I wanted to retrieve was from table one, so I'd have to write table one dot column after my select statement. So, let me just kind of re-say this with the dot syntax now. Select table one dot column from table one full join table two on table one dot uh, primary key so usually I use the word ID for that column when I have a primary key so table one dot ID equals table two dot ID okay so um, basically what you're saying is take everything from table one and combine it with everything from table two. And um, the on is basically, the on keyword is basically a filter. It's saying only give me the values that match where table one, where the key from table one is equal to the key from table two. And like I said before, you're using primary and foreign keys. Um, a primary key is something that can only occur once um, in a table. So it's unique always. A foreign key is a primary key from another table in a certain table. And a, a foreign key can repeat multiple times because it's not it's the primary key from another table. So it doesn't matter if it if it repeats. Um, so uh, basically when you're doing these equal signs, you're saying um, give me a case where the uh, primary key is equal to the foreign key, uh, and uh, that makes sense, I think. Uh, so basically what a full join will do, basically, to kind of like uh, get to the most simplest form of what you're actually doing here and getting away from just the syntax, you're returning all the rows from both tables, even if there isn't a match in another table. So... Um, uh, uh, I guess, well, here you're not really limiting, are you? Oh, yes, you are. So you are limiting here, and the, I'm just going to leave it at that uh, because I'm going to talk about something in a second, in a, well, in a little while probably. Um, well, I'll just talk about it now because it looks like we're going to run out of time soon. So... There's something called, the way this is done in uh, databases is it's, the database calculates something called the Cartesian product. Now, basically a Cartesian product is, um, if you were to do this mathematically, it would be the sum of the number of columns you have for both tables. So it would be, um, let's say I had, five columns in one table and four columns in another. So my Cartesian product would have nine columns. Um, my Cartesian product would have not um, the sum of the rows from both tables, but it would actually have the um, product of the number of rows from both tables. So let's say I had 50 rows in one table and 10 rows in another. I wouldn't have 60 rows in my Cartesian product. Instead, I would have 500. Okay, so um, so basically you're saying 
for every single row in one of these tables, give me uh, every single row from the other table. So for row one in table two, which only has 10 rows in it, I have all 50 rows from table one um, kind of matched up with it. Because remember, I'm kind of like combining all the columns, and we need to find the instance where they actually match up, where the two primary keys match up. So that's where table one key and table two key actually kind of come in, because it's saying, okay, well, of that, um, there's only one match. Um, so give me the one where where the um, where they actually match. So in other words, what's happening here is I'd only get sixty results, um, and that would be. Um, because uh, a full join is basically saying, from the Cartesian product, only give me the sum of all of the rows. So it's just basically kind of like uh, when there is a case that a, a table, the two keys match, then it will put together those two two rows. But if it doesn't match, then it will just leave that column, that cell blank for that column. Uh, or, you know, if there's, like, missing data or something, it, it's just going to have uh, that that missing. So, basically, you're you're adding the number of rows. You're just saying if there's 50 rows in one table and 10 rows in another, then you're going to have a total that has um, uh, si uh, uh, 60 rows. And, um, obviously, you're using select column. So you're going to be returning only the rows that you asked for. But if you did select star or asterisk, then you'll be returning every single row from the join, which would be, um, uh, how many rows would that be? We said nine, nine columns. So that's a little confusing. And uh, hopefully that can kind of sink in. Uh, along those lines, we also have a left join. Um, and the syntax for that is select column from table one, left join, those are keywords, and there's a space between the word left and join. So uh, left and join are also capitalized. And then you've got table two on, keyword again, table one key equals table two key. So again, with the dot syntax, it would be select, uh, let's say table one dot column from table one, left join, table two, on uh, table one dot table or ID is equal to table two dot key ID and um, so basically a left join is saying it's kind of like a full join um, except what you're doing is you're only providing all of the rows from the table on the left uh, of the keyword left join so um, it would be table one in this case. So it's basically returning all the rows from table one, even if there isn't a, a match in table two. Um, and then, so I've got an example here, of a, like a real-world example. And I've got here customers and orders. So uh, basically you want to see a full list of all the customers to see whether or not they ordered anything. So I would be doing uh, like... After the on, I would be doing uh, customers.id, so the customer ID is equal to um, uh, orders.cust.id, so it would be the customer ID, not the um, order ID. And then maybe like in my select, so I could do um, customers.firstname, comma, customers.lastname comma orders dot order ID so I'd get the uh, first name last name and their order ID so if there isn't a a match there if there isn't like if if I have a customer that didn't make an order the customer's name would still appear in that list and and this is kind of like the same thing with a full join um, except it would also apply if you didn't have an order that had a customer, which doesn't make sense in this case, 
but a full join would do that. It, it would be true for both. Um, so basically, it would again, it, it's basically sticking the two uh, tables together. Um, um, but in this case, with with the left join, it's only for the customers' table. So um, anything else doesn't really make too much, very much sense. Uh, so hopefully that kind of makes sense. I, I think it does. Uh, the other thing, the other kind of join we've got here is a right join, and that is basically the same thing as a left join, um, except everything on the right is going to be, uh, it's going to return all the rows from the second table, even if there isn't a match in table one. So it's kind of like the opposite. You don't really ever need to use a right join. You can just always use a left join and, and switch table one and table two. Uh, so... It's kind of the same thing, but they provide that in, in the syntax for SQL. Okay, we're coming to the end of the hour, and there's only one more thing that I wanted to cover, and this is the most restrictive join that we've got, and it's called inner join, or just join. Um, and inner join is, has a space between the word inner and join. Uh, so basically you're saying select column from table 1, inner join, or just join, table 2 on... Table 1 key equal table 2 key. So, again, you'd be using the dot syntax like before because um, you have to actually specify what table something's coming from. And uh, um, what column the table's coming from. And then you have to, again, I have a note here that this is the most restrictive. And um, this is only going to use those with matches in both tables. Um, and so it, it's the Cartesian product, but anything that doesn't have um, a match, it's just going to be thrown out. Okay, so next week we're going to be talking about multi-table joins, and we'll continue and hopefully conclude with all of our SQL. I hope you enjoyed the, uh, today's show. I sure did. Um, happy coding, and uh, I wish you the best of luck in all of your uh, your. Uh, programming endeavors and best of luck on finals which i believe are actually almost basically done but if you have a friday final good luck on it i'll see you next week